had a my first social distancing visit with my sister who um has been very careful during this pandemic and her and her husband on the deck yesterday we were six feet apart i was being really respectful and then we started to talk about i uh, that's not the only uh distancing visit i had i had another social distancing visit with uh, a couple other friends we were of course six feet apart again because they're not in the bubble we're not in the bubble we made sure that all of these visits were outside over the weekend but two of the most prevalent conversations actually there were three the three biggest topics of conversation and they all revolved around COVID-19 because they do whether we like it or not or whether we have COVID-19 fatigue it still it affects our lives largely right so Either we were talking about schooling and what that situation is going to look like. And if you haven't heard, the TDSB had put forth that shortened day, 48 minutes of the school day, would it would end 40, 48 minutes early. So teachers could use that time to prep for the school day, the next school day, right? And uh, the province, and, and the reason why they did that, shortened it by 48, is it was 48 minutes, is it would allow them to save money and make the classes, the elementary school classes, 15 to 20 students as opposed to pre-pandemic size because people are nervous about it. So the province put the kibosh on that. So now they're back to the drawing board. So we're talking about that. And then we were talking about the fact that uh, we we did discuss this with an expert on Friday on the show that we've got this serious lumber shortage and so many people you know trying to finish their decks. My case in point, one of our friends found out he had rotten wood on his gazebo, goes in to re- you know cut the wood out, goes into the store to replace it, can't get pressure treated lumber. He's like, what, what do you mean there's a wood shortage? And I said, oh yeah, we discussed that on the show on Friday. Where were you, buddy? Could have saved you a bit of time. Didn't tune in. Um, but I, I, the other conversation was about people at work and some people are struggling. Some people are lucky to have kept their jobs and are working from a remote location. Some people are still going into work, but a lot of businesses are struggling. So we want to welcome to the show, Lior Samfiru, who of course is an employment lawyer, host of the Employment Hour here on 640 Toronto. And, and Lior, immediately when we started to talk about um, the options that some companies are giving people... I said, okay, well, yeah, we've got a segment for Monday's show, and I know the guy that will answer these questions. Uh, so we reached out to you, and I'm so happy you can make yourself available. One of the things that we were talking about is there have been employers that during this pandemic, they've seen their, you know, their productivity go down or, you know, their business is, is struggling. So they are offering either uh, a layoff or early retirement. So we had some questions about that. So if, if number one, if a, an employer lays you off during this pandemic, are you entitled to a severance that you would have made if you were normally let go? Or, you know, are there rules around that? Because they're dealing with uncertainty. First of all, great to be with you, Kelly, and I'm glad uh, you, you connected with me. But this certainly is an issue that's come up uh, so much since uh, COVID-19 started. If you are laid off, if you lose your job uh, because of the pandemic, because the business is slower uh, due to the virus, yes, your employer still has to pay you severance, your full termination entitlements as they would in a normal situation, but it's even more than that. Given the fact that we have a bad economy now, unemployment rate is high, it's arguably going to be more difficult to find another job if you lose your job. That actually could have an upwards impact on your severance. So the law does not give employers, quote unquote, a break here just because there's financial struggles. Wow. Well, that's that's tough to be an employer then. I mean, when you look at it from the other side, it seems kind of unfair when your business, you're not responsible for it being affected. It's COVID-19 and now you might end up with a bigger payout. 
Well, the, the reality is that uh, the law has to balance, you know, the, the rights of uh, employers and the rights of individuals, employees supporting their families. And one of the reasons the law may seem to be coming hard on employers is employers have an opportunity to deal with this issue of severance, to specify or even limit their entitlements in an employment agreement. So they have a right to hire an employee and say, if we ever let you go, we're only going to pay you X. Well, if an employer chooses not to do that, the law says, well, now you have to pay the employee what you owe them, and it may be more than you realize. So there is that balancing here, and I've spoken with many employers saying, yeah, this is a real problem for me, especially these days. Are we going to see them heading back to the drawing board now that they're armed with this information during the pandemic and, and making more of those ironclad uh, contract agreements? I think so. Absolutely. Employers now are understanding that this is uh, this can mean survival of the business. If you properly contract for these things, uh, a smart employer is going to not let itself be in a situation ever again where their, their obligations are not capped in case something else comes up down the road. So, yes, this is something employers are starting to do en masse, uh, and, and it's something they could always have done. It just they hadn't really thought about that as something that they needed to do up until now. Okay, here's another scenario we discussed uh, over a couple of drinks on the weekend. So say, uh, you know, your employer was affected by the pandemic and were forced to shut down, so they laid you off. If your employer now is is reopening as stage three, you know, a lot of businesses are now reopening, and, and they call you and say, you can come back to work, and you refuse to return to your job because of COVID-19, are they, are you effectively quitting? And what are you... Um, uh, what are you entitled to? That's a great question. It's one that, that has been uh, asked many, many times by employers and employees. So we need to discuss that. So ultimately, an employer has an obligation to take the, the safety measures that the health authorities have put in place, whether it's social distancing, uh, limiting number of people in the workplace, etc. If the employer does that, then the employee is obliged to go back to work if called back. There, there really is only two exceptions where you, uh, you wouldn't have to go back. Number one is if you have a medical condition and a doctor, your doctor says you can't go back for health reasons, number one, then your employer has to find a way to accommodate you. Number two is if there's unavoidable childcare obligations that you have where you, you, you have to be home to care for, for a child. In that situation and in those limited situations, you can stay home and an employer has to work with you. Beyond that, even though you may feel unsafe or even though you may think, I don't want to take public transportation to go to work, despite that and how reasonable that may be, if you don't go back to work, that could be considered a resignation. So not only would you lose your job, that would disqualify you from any government benefits like the CERB. So employees have to be weary not to just say, well, no, I'm staying home. That could be a real problem. Okay, so when you say that your work, your employer would have to accommodate you, what would that look like? So accommodation could be allowing the employee to work from home if, if that is a feasible option. And it could be uh, maybe changing work hours, allowing an employee to come in uh, when, when maybe they have childcare uh, arrangements. It may be a situation where simply the employer allows the employee to be off work without penalty. But mm -hmm. anything other then penalizing an employee, terminating their employment would be considered accommodation. But again, it's only in those limited circumstances, doctors know childcare obligations, uh, that an employee would be able to, to require their employer to provide that accommodation.
Okay. And lastly, if you've worked somewhere for a long period of time and the company's struggling during the pandemic and you're offered early retirement, is it more beneficial for them to uh, wait to let you go, for you to wait for them to let you go, or is it better to take that package? Well, if you were going to leave, let's say, next year anyway and retire, normally you wouldn't get anything. Well, if the company's offering you compensation right now to do what you're going to do anyway, that may be an attractive proposition. The other situation where someone may want to consider that is if we're concerned about the financial long-term or viability of the company. Well, the company may terminate me down the road, but if they're not going to be around or have money, I may as well take what I can get right now. Generally speaking, if you're terminated, you certainly are going to get more severance, more compensation than if it's an early retirement incentive. But in some situations, that early retirement may, as I said, be an attractive proposition for an employee. Lior, I expect you'll be getting more questions like this. We've kind of uh, given a preamble to the employment hour tonight uh, right here on Global News Radio. You're back at, is it at 7 o'clock? 7 o'clock this evening, exactly. All right, we look forward to that. Lior, thanks so much for joining us. Burning questions, I had to get answers to them. Thank you, Kelly. All the best. All right, same to you. That's Lior Samfiru, the employment lawyer.